Welcome to this exciting sermon from World Impact Community Church. We hope you enjoy this message. For more sermons and resources, please do visit us at wscc.in. This morning, I want to talk about the God who pursues us with his love. Often we get the wrong image, the wrong understanding about who God is. And we think we are the ones that are always going after or pursuing God. But the word of God actually shows God in a very different light. It tells us that God is a relational God and he actually pursues or goes after relationships. All through his word, we see not just man's attempts at knowing God, but we see the attempts of a holy and a loving God coming after man time and time again. See, God is complete in himself. We cannot add anything or take away anything from him through our relationship with him. Then why does why is he interested even in a relationship with us? That's because of who he is. That's because he is a relational God. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit between themselves enjoy complete union and perfect relationship. And God created us in his image to bring us into this beautiful relationship with him. Amen. So God is a relational God. He is interested in relationship. He's not pleased in faraway religion or religious devotion or religious practices because in his word, he keeps reminding us that he, he sees the, those that worship him with their lips, but their hearts are far away from him. And we see him drawing on the hearts of people saying, I want your hearts to be near me. He's not satisfied with simply an outward expression of worship and love. Our God is looking for hearts. He is looking to draw our hearts towards him. How many of us know a person that we may care for who doesn't feel the same? Maybe it is a spouse. Maybe it is a child. Maybe it is a dear friend. What will it take to pull someone's heart towards you? And God is in the same dilemma of wanting to draw our hearts and not just being satisfied with an outward expression of devotion or an outward expression of religion. He is not looking for lip service, but he is looking for our hearts. What are some of the signs that God is pursuing a relationship with us? I know many of you may say, I don't think that God is coming after me. I think I'm the one always going after God. Let me just take you through some things in the scripture that show us how God time after time is coming after man. God makes the first move in uh, right from Adam and Eve. If you know, if we know the story in the garden, Right after Adam and Eve sinned in Genesis chapter 3, the, verse of, the word of God tells us that they, the first thing they did was what? They covered themselves and they hid from the presence of God. They did not go towards God. Then their first tendency was to hide away from the presence of God. And it was God who came walking in the garden, knowing fully well what they had done in the cool of the day and came after them and asked, Adam, where are you? Adam, why are you hiding away? And that is what brought them out of their hiding into his presence. So we see it was God that made the first move. It was God who went after and pursued a relationship with them. In Genesis chapter 5, after they were, they were asked to leave the garden, we see that God is not forsaking them. And even with, with their son Cain, it was God who goes after Cain and sees that his heart is not right and says, Cain, this is what is wrong with you. 
Cain, fix your life. Cain, I want you to get back to me. But Cain chooses another route. Cain chooses to walk away from God. And in Genesis chapter 5, verse 21, we see of an interesting man here, a man called Enoch. And the word of God tells us, And Enoch lived sixty and five years and begat Methuselah. Verse 22, And Enoch walked with God after he begat Methuselah three hundred years, and he begat sons and daughters. And all the days of Enoch were three hundred sixty and five years. And Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. We see this man called Enoch. All we know is four verses about him. But these four verses tell us that this man Enoch somehow learned the art of walking in an intimate relationship with God. And God was so excited about him that it was like God for the first time found a man that was willing to walk in an intimate relationship with him. And God just whisks him up into heaven. It says he was not because God said, I want you where I am. And God just took him. God is a God of relationships. He loves to be in intimate relationship with us. He is not content with long distance relationships. God's pursuit for a man or woman who would walk in intimacy with him continues when he finds Noah. And the word of God tells us again that Noah walked in righteousness before God and he walked with God. God loved those that were willing to do the journey with him. How many of us like to take a walk with someone we love? God is a God who likes walks. We do walks, and in the season of the lockdown, we can't take walks outside. We take walks in the on the terrace of our home. And my husband and I take time to walk together. He likes to walk, and that little times that we do get, it's it's a it's a very tricky thing because he's a fast walker and I'm a slow walker. But if we have to walk together, both of us have to adjust our paces. Why? Because we want to enjoy or spend that time walking together. It's the same with God. God goes on walks and he's asking, who can walk with me? Who can walk in my pace? Not walk ahead of me or walk behind me or in the walk, just be doing your own thing. But who can be involved in an intimate relationship with me? And that is the heart of God and what he's looking for. So even through the generations, we see God finds more people that were willing to do the journey with him. And with those people, he God got into intimate relationships with them, made covenants with them and walked with them and did wonders and exploits through their lives. He sends a Moses to deliver his people out of Egypt and through that to draw all of his people to himself. But the greatest first step that God took was in sending Christ Jesus himself. He sent Christ to finally reveal who he was and to redeem his sons back. In Luke chapter 19 and verses 10, we see Jesus saying, telling us about his mission, reminding us that part of his mission was that he had come to seek and to save that which was lost. You know, we seek something that is important to us, right? How many of us will go looking for something that we don't care about or that we don't think is valuable? If he came to seek it and if he came to save it, that means Jesus considered that thing very precious and very valuable. He said, I have come to seek and to save that which is lost. God is making the first move. 
God is pursuing relationship with man. God is not content in a distant relationship. He is coming after us. He came to seek us out and to save us when we were lost. In Luke chapter 15 verses 1 here Jesus again draws a similar parable parallel into his mission to save that which was lost the word of god tells us then drew near unto him all the publicans and the sinners to hear him and the pharisees and the scribes murmured saying this man receives sinners and he eats with them and he spoke this parable unto them saying what man of you having a hundred sheep if he lose one of them does not leave the 90 and 9 in the wilderness and go after that which is lost until he finds it and when he has found it he lays it on his shoulders rejoicing and when he comes home he calls together his friends and neighbors saying unto them rejoice with me for i have found my sheep which was lost i say unto you that likewise joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that repents more than over 90 and 9 just persons who need no repentance now jesus brings this parable when he is sitting with the publicans and the sinners and the pharisees are murmuring why is he with them why is he talking to them and that's when jesus brings the parable of a hundred sheep of the hundred sheep of of the one that was lost and he tells us about the 99 that he would leave behind jesus is telling us how precious each and every one of his sheep was that he would go after he came to go after the publicans and the sinners he came to go after every one of the lost sheep and he goes on with another parable what woman having 10 pieces of silver now in case the women didn't get it in case only the shepherds could understand that parable he gives us another parable so the women could catch it he said what woman having 10 pieces of silver if she lose one piece does not light a candle and sweep the house now the women were connecting and seek diligently till she find it and when she has found it she calls her friends and her neighbors together saying rejoice with me for i have found the piece which i had lost likewise i say unto you there is joy in the presence of the angels of god over one sinner who repents god was out to get back something that he had lost how could he stay away from the very thing that he had come seeking so when the pharisees were asking jesus how can you be near the sinners jesus was asking how can i not be near them when they are the very ones that i have come seeking they are the very ones that i have come to save i know we often feel that god may be distant god may be far away but his word tells us otherwise his word tells us that he is a god who is pursuing us he is a god of the first move he is not the god who will wait and just and just wait for us to come after him he is the god who makes the first move and his greatest move was in sending his son to seek and save us who were lost another sign that god pursues us is that he communicates with us if you're pursuing someone you have to you have to communicate you have to tell them you know i'm I, i'm really desiring a relationship with you god communicates him to us and reveals himself to us over and over again how many of us have not felt the nudge in our hearts to do what is right the nudge in our hearts to go after god to pursue him to pray to to find him more and more to do what is right every single one of us i know can witness 
to the fact that there is that still small voice that we have heard maybe even before the years that you've even known the lord that has guided us into his presence god is a god who can find a way to communicate with every single one of us according to our desire according to where we are according to what we understand god is a god all through his word he's seen us communicating the the word of god begins with the lord spoke the creation into being the word of god ends with the spirit and the bride saying come lord jesus and all through his word god is seen constantly communicating with man even man in his sin cannot stop god from communicating because god is pursuing a love relationship with us the third thing about god's pursuit was that he was willing to pay the price for this relationship You see every relationship there is a price there is a cost there is time effort energy some relationships cost a lot more and the god's relationship with man was costly to him too because man was estranged from him because of sin and god proved that he is pursuing us by being willing to pay the price for a relationship with us he sent his son jesus as a missionary to bring us back to himself you see till that man was worshiping him from a distance the tabernacle was in place the temple of god was running smoothly all the systems were in place the sacrifices were going on the songs were being sung the offerings the burnt offerings and every other kind of offering was being given the law was being taught the tithe was coming in everything was going on perfectly but there was one problem and there was a veil that stood between god and his people there was this hindrance that kept us from freely and boldly accessing intimate relationship with god and god was not okay with that you know imagine the priests who served in the temple every day some of them could go into the holy place if we know the parts of the tabernacle is now to court with where they offered the sacrifices of the animals there was a holy place where they offered incense and they kept the bread before the presence of god and they also lighted the lamps but beyond that was this big veil that no one could cross except the high priest once a year now the priest that ministered every day be- before the veil would may have wondered what's behind that you know what would it be like to go beyond that veil but maybe they were too afraid to cross that veil because they knew that the presence of god was beyond that place and they knew they were not worthy enough to cross that veil they knew that they would be consumed immediately if they got in there without the right access but day after day they would come they would stand in front of this veil and maybe wonder what would it be like to get beyond that place what if we like to 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 cross what if i could just just turn the curtain a little bit what would i see and praise god that god was also not happy with just being on the other side of the veil god is not happy with being in the other side of the veil with any of us in our relationships the word of god tells us that in matthew 27 verses 59 at the cross when jesus was giving up his life and his spirit It says when Jesus had cried again with a loud voice and he yielded up the ghost and behold the veil of the temple was rent in twain or in two from the top to the bottom and the earth did quake and the rocks rent at the cross the veil was torn not from bottom up 
but from top to bottom. God was pursuing a relationship with us. From now on, everyone had access to see what was behind the veil. And not just to see, but there was also an access to enter in to what was beyond the veil. God initiated the tearing of the veil. God was breaking out of the boundaries that were set for him, that he had set for himself because of his holiness and because of who he was. And he knew that because of the sin of man, he could not get into close, intimate relationships with man. Now that the cross had happened, he knew he could break out of the boundaries that he had set for himself. And now that he could have intimate, deep fellowship with his children. Amen. Are we happy? that the veil was torn. More than that, there was now access made open to anyone to enter in into the presence of God. God is a God who is pursuing relationship with us. So he made access into his presence available for every one of us. In Hebrews 10 and verses 19, the word of God tells us how to respond now that the veil has been torn. How to respond? How do we respond to a God that we know is pursuing us, the God who is making the first move, the God who is communicating, the God who is willing to pay the price for his relationship with me. Hebrews 10, the author tells us, Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way which he has consecrated for us through the veil that is to say his flesh, and having a high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Tells us that now that the veil has been torn, now that access into a relationship with God has been opened, don't stay away. Don't hold back. Now that the, the, the presence of God has opened up to us, this is not the time to stay back. This is not the time to stay outside in the outer courts, in the holy place. This is the time to draw near to him. This is the season to draw closer to God, closer to this God who is pursuing a relationship with you. It says, let us draw near. And I really believe that God's heart for every one of us this this morning and this season is that we will draw near, that we will draw near, that he wants you to draw closer to him than where you are right now. Because there is nothing that is today standing in the way of you enjoying a, an amazing, intimate relationship with Almighty God. Even that is such a Huge privilege for every one of us. Yes, he is in the, in the gatherings, in the congregation. He is in the, in the singing together and the praying together. But more than anything, he is in the secret place. And God is calling every one of us into a relationship with him in the secret place, in the, in your personal place of prayer and worship. You are invited into a, a deeper relationship with God Almighty than you have ever known before. So I really believe that God's word for you today, uh, for this season is draw near, come closer, come close. I have been pursuing after God in, in a deeper way, in, even in this season of, of the pandemic. I realize that more and more that 
the presence of god is the one thing that keeps us going through every day without the presence of god every day can can be really difficult to maneuver through let me just quote this saying by saint bernard to have found god and to still pursue him is the soul's paradox of love to have found him and yet pursue him have you found him yes we found him but we're still going after him we're still pursuing him we still want more of god we are not satisfied with what we have seen or what we have tasted of god let me read this passage from aw tozer's book which is called the pursuit of god how tragic that we in this dark day have had our seeking done for us by our teachers everything is made to center upon the initial act of accepting christ a term incidentally which is not found in the bible so everything of the christian life centers upon this one thing called accepting christ and we are not expected thereafter to crave any further revelation of god to our souls we have been snared in the coils of a spurious logic which insists that if we have found him we need no more seek him so the the author aw tozer is is telling us that we've been deceived to think that if we have found him if we've accepted him then that is all that we need but there is so much more to the knowing of god than just starting the journey with him than just accepting him he is calling us to go deeper he is calling us to find him to be satisfied in him and yet to pursue him to know him to have found him and still pursue him this is the soul's paradox of love we love him so much we have found him but yet we are not content god is calling us deeper so the writer of the hebrews tells us now that the the access to this relationship is opened up for us don't stay away don't stay behind what does he tell us he says draw near come closer don't stay away from god because he is calling you how do you draw near to god so the writer tells let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith with 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 clean hearts that are washed from sin with pure bodies holding fast to our confession of hope so he's he he gives us some tips on how to enter or how to go after the presence of god it says draw near with a true heart see one of the things that it takes for an intimate relationship with god is complete openness of of heart before him complete a uh, completely true heart where we are not seeking to hide anything from the presence of god just like in any relationship right if any relationship has to work there has to be an openness of heart both of the people in the relationship have to come with a true heart with where neither is is deceiving one another neither is hiding from one another that is the kind of relationship that god is calling us into he says draw near with a true heart with a heart that is open before god and that is honest about everything draw near not just with a true heart but with full assurance of faith having the confidence that god loves me and is interested in a relationship with me often we come to god and we are we're not sure does he really care does he really love me i want to impress upon your hearts today god is pursuing a relationship with you 
come near to him having the full assurance of faith that when you sit down to pray you know that god is there on the other side waiting to listen to what you have to say and it says to to draw near to him with a with a true heart with full assurance of faith having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience we cannot walk in sin and have a, an evil conscience and get into a, an intimate relationship with god our hearts need to be washed with the blood of jesus and our consciences need to be cleansed and purged our body is washed with pure water clean in every way pure pure in every way as we get into a time of of uh, as we get into a closer and a deeper relationship with christ jesus another thing the word of god tells us to do after we we have come into this relationship with the lord is to hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering now that we have access into this relationship it tells us don't let go of the faith that you have you've received and that you've found hold on to it hold on to the relationship hold on to the the precious place of his presence i know many of us start our christian journey and we're excited and you know the prayer times are exciting but every one of us goes through a dip goes through a time when prayer becomes dry when the relationship with god is not as exciting as it used to be let me encourage you that if you are there to not give up every relationship goes through its rough patches and the relationship with god also needs to be pursued god is god is there god is waiting but as we keep showing the intentionality in our going after him he is faithful to show and reveal himself he is shaping you and molding you even in this period of waiting maybe you're thinking i'm praying so hard and nothing is happening but the lord is interested and is building you up in this season amen so it says let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering because he is faithful that promised hold fast to your relationship with god our relationship with the lord is the most is the most precious relationship that we have on this earth uh, the flame of god's presence was the beating heart of the of israel uh, again aw tozer writes in this book without the without the presence of god everything that was happening was just a, was they had no meaning had no purpose the the center of everything that happened in the temple happened in israel was around this one thing called the presence of god and even today in the church everything we do our lives itself must revolve around the presence of god that is this this that must be the the center of our lives our lives must be anchored in the presence of god and in our relationship with him So draw near to him with a true heart with full assurance of faith having clean hearts a clean conscience pure bodies holding on to your confession of hope and one last thing he says consider let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is i know in this season we cannot assemble but we are assembling in the spirit we are assembling uh, through different ways now the church has found ways to gather online the word of god commands us to do that commands us to provoke each other to love and to good works don't provoke each other to to anger don't provoke each other to resentment but provoke each other to love 
how would it be if every one of us provoked each other to love one another provoked each other to do good works to one another and it says don't forsake the gathering together of of yourselves now that we are in a relationship with god that we are pursuing god these are things that we need to guard and that we need to hold on to god has a good plan for us in this relationship amen he is not just desiring that 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 his de- desire for relationship is fulfilled he has a great plan for every one of us that walks in an intimate relationship with him in ephesians chapter 2 and verses 1 it talks about the great mercy of god in rescuing every one of us from our sin the word tells us you has he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins wherein in time past you walked according to the course of this world according to the prince of the power of the air the spirit that now works in the children of disobedience so he he is reminding the ephesian church once upon a time every one of us walked according to the pattern of this world we were in bondage to the the spirit of that works in the children of disobedience and we all had our our conversation we all had we had to do with the lust of the flesh but in verses 4 but god who is rich in mercy for his great love wherewith he loved us did not leave us in that place of being lost in this world even when we were dead in sins has quickened us together with Christ by grace you are saved and has raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus this shows again of god's pursuit of relationship even when we were dead and lost and far away from him in our sins it says he quickened us he made us come alive in christ and he raised us up together and made us sit not far away from him but sit together with him at his own right hand in heavenly places in christ jesus this is god's heart and god's pursuit of relationship with us he was not content to have us dead and perishing in our sins even when we were yet his enemies his word says he laid down his life for us and what what does he intend through making us sit together with him in christ jesus through that that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness towards us through Christ Jesus our god is such a gracious such a merciful and such a loving god in making us sit together with him he's showing off his grace and telling all creation that he is a gracious a kind and a merciful god and he makes us sit together with him because he enjoys the relationship with us he is not content to keeping us far away he is a god who wants us near him what does it take for an intimate relationship with god we talked about openness we talked about a, an open heart that we need in coming to him relationship with god takes time there is no intimacy without time with each other and that goes for any relationship without time that you cannot have a relationship so if you are inspired to go after pursue a relationship with god i want to encourage you to set apart time it takes time with god to have a relationship with god yes he has made all the provisions 
for us to walk with him but unless we are pursuing it unless we are taking the steps we are never going to grow in a relationship with god it takes effort and energy just like it does for any relationship and and it takes effort to understand him and to understand his ways effort to read his word to search and to study why because the veil has been torn and access to him has been made open that is why i want to pray that is why i want to read the word that is why i want to understand him i'm not trying to tear the veil on my own because i can't i'm not trying to find my own access into his presence because i can't but he has torn the veil from top to bottom he has opened the way for me to come into his presence and so i want to spend time with him so i want to draw near to him so i want to read his word that i can understand him humility to receive what the lord is saying it takes a humble heart to hear what the what the father is saying and to respond to that and to obey that it needs trust that he is good and all his ways and everything he is intending towards us is goodness alone it takes confidence in his nature it also takes selflessness to pour back into the relationship every relationship needs requires both of the people to contribute into the relationship the relationship with god may also cost us can we be selfless that at some point my relationship with him is not just about what he can give me but i move into the place saying father what is your will for me what do you desire from my life what do you want me to lay down what do you expect of my life where a selflessness must come in our relationship with god where we are not only seeking our benefit in the relationship but we are saying god what is on your heart just like jesus said no lord not my will but let your will be done the relationship of christ to the church is likened to that of a bride and a bridegroom it is not meant to be a distant relationship but it is meant to be a close and an intimate relationship god is calling you towards that today and i encourage you if you feel like you're far away from god that god wants you to draw near god wants you to remind you that he's opened the way for you to come you have access and you can freely come into his presence you don't have to stay away any longer for those of you who are walking with him don't be content pursue god even more and say god i'm not satisfied i want i desire a deeper walk with you just like enoch walked with you and noah walked with you and jesus walked with you lord i want to walk with you in a deeper way may god bless you thank you for listening to this sermon for more sermons please do visit us at wicc.in